I need your help. I have to ask Lorraine out, but I don't know how to do it. All right, okay, listen, keep your pants on. She's over in the cafe. All right, there she is, George. Now just go in there and invite her. Okay, but I don't know what to say. Well, just say anything, George. Say, well, whatever's natural. Well, the first thing that comes into your mind. Nothing's coming to my mind. And that's from Back to the Future. And if you haven't seen that, is that part one? That's part one. It's such a great movie. It's so fun. Uh, all three set, all three parts are excellent. And I know it's older, but sometimes things are timeless, and that's one of them. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions. And I have a question from Hopelessly in Love. This is, hi, Dr. Kenner. For 20 years, I've tried to hold our, our marriage together. My wife, Maggie, is so angry at my past failures, even though I've asked her to forgive me, and she says she has. I have been faithful, and I do almost all of the cooking and all the cleaning. She recently told me we are done and has moved out of our bedroom to the spare room. About five garbage bags of stuff to be disposed came out from her side of the room. The anger has always been there. She fought constantly with her mother and was out of the house at 16. I know it's nearly impossible to give her a diagnosis, but I want to save this marriage. She will not go to counseling. How can I get her to counseling? Any idea what may be the problem? From hopelessly in love. Uh, Hopelessly in love? I don't think you are that having a diagnosis for your wife is the main issue. And unfortunately, you can't force her into counseling. You can get counseling for yourself to understand what happened to your marriage and your own role in it. You want to understand your own strengths and you want to look where there are areas where you can improve yourself. I think that it would be absolutely phenomenal for you to be hopelessly in love with yourself. Let's assume for a moment that your wife Maggie, a 20-year marriage, is erratic and she's very difficult to live with. She angers easily and she runs away from you as she did with her mom when she was a kid at age 16. Then the question is, if you're hopelessly in love with yourself, why would you stay with her? What ideas might be keeping you trapped in an unsatisfactory relationship for how long? For two decades. And the big question mark that came to my mind, you know, I think of my relationship with my hubby and we share the housework, we share the cleaning. Why are you doing all the cooking and the housework? I don't get it. I mean, you can, people can have different divisions of labor within a housework, within a uh, relationship, with, but it seems like you are taking these on and I'm wondering, do you feel you need to live each day to appease Maggie or Margie, I guess it's Margie? Um, Do you feel you need to win love from a person who may not even love herself? If she's angry all the time, uh, that's a hint that she may need to, she definitely may need counseling, but that's up to her. That's her business. So if you're trying to appease her, or maybe to make up for past failures, but it always feels lopsided now, then you, you have not mended it enough to have a relationship of equals or you've never maybe you've never had that relationship so if you value yourself and if you can learn to be hopelessly in love with yourself you will consider leaving Margie and even eventually maybe find a better partner who you can admire and who will admire you 
Now let's look at this from another angle, another possibility. Let's say that Margie has tried to be the good wife and she feels massively betrayed by you. And her anger is a megaphone screaming out to you, it's not fair. 20 years of unfairness. And she feels that the relationship has hit a breaking point that she wants to divorce you. The question is why? You definitely want that understanding for yourself. So when people are searching for the answers why in their relationship, listen carefully to your partner's words. Listen carefully to her angry words. The tone, her body language, what is it saying? And along with her words, take a close look at your history together. What were your failures at the beginning of the relationship or during the relationship that you felt you had to apologize for? And you know, the things that come to my mind are, did you cheat on Mag on Margie early in the relationship? Did you gamble? Did you have drinking or drugging problems that really messed up her life? Did you refuse to work? and she had to carry the load. Or maybe you were a workaholic and you never made time for her. Maybe you never did anything around the house and so now you're p pitching in feverishly, but it's a little too late and a little too little. Maybe you pressured her for sex and you didn't attend to what pleased her. Maybe you never wanted sex with her and you left her frustrated. So I don't know those answers. You have the details of your own relationship and the dynamics that were going on. If you've messed up in some significant way and you now want to rescue the relationship, you want to listen very carefully to her. You want to learn what's called active listening so it's not yes but, yes but every time Margie says something to you. If not, she might have reached her breaking point and she wants a divorce and doesn't even want to sleep in the same bed with you while waiting for it. So your desire to get her back may be more you're wanting not to face some facts about yourself that could use some improvement. And if that's so, and if you have the courage to face those facts and improve yourself, then you can go to counseling and get that help with or without her. So that's what I would recommend for that. Here's a very quick question I received. Hi, Dr. Kenner. Is happiness necessary? All in all, I think peace of mind is a greater good than happiness. Your thoughts, Maxim. Maxim, I think you have a false alternative there. That peace of mind and happiness are wonderful friends that hold hands with one another. Happiness is what your life, the good life, is all about. It's an, it's an achievement. It's not something that people are born with. It's a state of mind that comes from making good choices over, your, over the course of your life so that you build good character. And the opposite suffering is when you make poor choices and you feel the pain, you feel the guilt, the, the envy, the, um, the self-contempt. That's not good for you. And if you make yourself into a good person, you build good character. And if you pursue reasonable goals without stepping on anyone else and without letting them step on you, then you are going to achieve happiness. And then what is peace of mind? Well, it's knowing how to manage your mind well. We achieve that when we like who we are. You've made those good choices. You admire yourself and you're pursuing goals that are consistent with 
reasonable values. I mean, not drinking, not gambling, not stealing. You have a career you enjoy. You work towards that career. You have hobbies and leisure activities that bring you pleasure. You have good friendships. You enjoy bringing up your kids. You know how to deal with setbacks. Life involves having setbacks. Nothing, Even though you can use your mind well, outside people can undermine your your life or a hurricane or something can happen to you. So you you still will have better peace of mind if you use your mind well. Here's the key. Knowing how to manage our own minds is not something we're born with. We need to have good guidance, proper guidance, as one person calls it, an instruction manual on how to make good choices that will last us longer range. And that instruction manual is your moral code. If you have a rational moral code, you are likely to achieve both peace of mind and your happiness. If you adopt an irrational, mystical moral code, you're going to feel confused inside. And typically, the more people feel confused, the more they cling to the irrational moral codes. What they need is a moral, rational code. I recommend reading The Virtue of Selfishness or Atlas Shrugged. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Who am I?